Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie you're very welcome to Thursday afternoon's late lunch on LMFM Radio. Let's get straight to business uh, on TV tonight. May I recommend to you First Dates Ireland. It's back at half past nine on RTE2. And it's great, really, because there's a local young buck looking for love and he's on the line to me right now. Seamus Connolly, good afternoon. Hello, Jerry. How are you doing? Thanks very much for calling me a young buck. I'm after, you're after taking years off me, but <laughs> I like that. But sure, you are a young buck, and we're always young bucks forever. And the important thing is, it's between that little distance between the temples. You know what I'm talking about, Seamus? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just picture up this when you said buck. I know I can picture what a buck does. <laughs> But you see, when you're young at heart and young in mind, you're always young. You know what I'm well, saying? you see, a lot of people have it in the mind, their heads, yes. but they don't have it anywhere else. So. <laughs> but I don't think I had any complaints down the years, you know. <laughs> oh, it's important to have it anywhere for sure. Hey, tell me this. Why did you decide to go on national television in search of a young woman? Well... You know, I didn't think it had happened. I just applied. I'm thinking, hmm. you know, a friend of mine says to me, he's, well, a niece of mine says, she says, you should go on that. And I says, well, I says, I'm looking for love. And you know the way you can't get love in the traditional way and with the COVID down and, and you know, and you're going into nightclubs. And I tried all that. I went up to a, uh, uh, one of these single nights with a, with a friend of mine. I went up to Portobello, stayed the night, and we went to a singles night. And uh, it was an experience, Jerry. You might—I thought I was in the bargain basement of a ninety-nine pence shop. <laughs> I was here, and all the people in, like myself, you know, we had all—it was like we all had emotional baggage, and everybody was desperate for a date. And, you know, they were talking mm. to each other, and, and and the same as myself. And I says, "I oh, sure," I says, I, "I'm gonna quit that," you know, because mm. when you're single and you, you're out of a relationship, I was running around, you know like a headless chicken trying to find it, be a relationship I, mean, I was looking too hard and then you never so I said I'd just uh, I'd just start talking to people and then this thing come up mm. and then uh, sure it's great then did you have all the first days team doing all the work for you matching you up with everybody and you know it's just great it takes all the, the hard work out of it and um, 
that's the reason why. Good man. And, and you've explained it very, very well. But look, you, you, it's no secret the last couple of years, which will be now at this stage with the lockdowns and everything, it's mm. been very difficult. Before this, how would you have gone about meeting people? Did you go to dances? Did you go to the pub? What did you do? Mm. What did I do? I went to... Uh, well, I used to play a, a bit of music all around the pubs and that. You see, I come from a musical family and that. And um, good. Um, you know, I come from Carrick myself in Monaghan. Well, I'm living in County Mead now, but yes. I, I was there. And uh, what did I do? The usual thing: talking around to, with people and that. Well, I'd be shy. I don't know what it is. Say, ask me that question again. What did you say? What I said to you was, you know, to, the last two years has been unprecedented, as you said, and yeah. you, you're going this road with the first dates. Uh, it, it's something different, and all the arrangements are made for you. But when you were paddling your own canoe and uh, and looking for love before the pandemic, yes, where were you? Where were you looking for love? Where, was it through? You know, you mentioned the music there. What else? How, how were you hoping to find somebody? And did you date? Girls, women? Oh, I did. I did ones and that, you know, all different ones. And they'd be all looking for different reasons. I was trying to find, you know, the light, like, as I say, just an ordinary boy looking for an ordinary girl, you know? Yeah. And, you know, someone that, that just wants you for you. Yes. And I was all these days, I had, like, I had in the relationships. But to be, you know, it's stressful because you're kind of a... Uh, you know, they're looking for different things and then it's hard sharing time with people. And, um, yeah, so I was in a few relationships okay. and it didn't work out. And uh, I ended up being friends with a lot of people. Yes. And then when people say, oh, you know, you know, that's what happens. And, I, uh, you know, I well, I had two children. I reared them on my own. And then I, so I was in a kind of a woman's world for a lot of times and I didn't get a chance to get out. I had to stay home and cook the dinner and mm. look after them. Till, and now they flew the nest. Jerry. Right. They're gone. Ah. And I'll try not to let them back into the nest, you know? <laughs> you want to keep that nest for another oh, chick. I live mm. on my own, so I am, and the peace I have, and and, and I love to see them, and the phone rings yes. when they're looking for something, and when the phone's not ringing, I know they're all right. Ah, yes, like like the rest of us. So, I, I know this, you are divorced a long time, you reared yeah. your two children mostly yourself. You've, have you a girl and a boy, or two girls? A girl and a boy. A yeah. girl and a boy. And what do they think about Dad, you know, heading on to national TV tonight? Oh, they can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> well, can I tell you this? I've seen the preview and I'm still smiling. It's fantastic. You're yeah, great, I, I have to say. I the other day, Jerry, did you? and I didn't know that Robert, one of the producers, was, was laughing. I said, well, you're laughing at races. You'll see when it goes on. <laughs> I, just, I, I said, how does it look? You know, because, you know, you see yourself a different way when you see yes. yourself. It doesn't look like me at all. It looks like, you know, it's kind of an out-of-body. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> uh, I know, listen, I, I know what you're saying. When you when you look at yourself, you know, and you think, God, is that me? And and uh, it, it is you, though, Seamus. It, it really is. But look, come back to the point we were on a moment ago. So you've, be, you've had a number of relationships with women and yeah. uh, they didn't work out for various reasons. But come back to that point again. Where does a man of your ilk meet these women? Where do I meet them? Yeah. 
come back to that point. Was it socially? Were you out for a drink? I want to come back to this again. Was it through sport? What? Your work? Tell me how you met it's them. Mostly through. You see, I, I, um, I'll tell you what, Jerry. I, I, you see, I'm involved in a bit of... I, I do... I was in a few plays. I was doing drama. I like a bit of drama. Yes. And, uh, through the music. And then I do a wee bit of volunteering. Good and man. then I do sail. And I was out in, I was out in the Irish Sea for 10 days in a boat. With a woman? Well, there was a lot of women, but there wasn't a lot of men, and we were all tight. Well, this was before the COVID, you see. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Tall ships, I do some... Oh, uh, yeah, did you meet anyone out on the, on the high seas? Oh, jeez, I met a load of people out there. It was the best crack, you see, and they recommend it to anybody. And you're way out, and they're only the dolphins, and the, the sunshine coming up at four o'clock, and the dolphins in the morning time, and it was a walking yeah. ship, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. Do men with train sales. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with it because we, we talked about it. I, I know I, I interviewed people who went on those as well oh, and they love them, love them, just like your, yourself as well. But look, we can't give away anything I know about tonight's show on, on RT, but just in a general sense, were you happy? Um, yeah, I'm happy. So why okay. wouldn't you be happy? So we're living in a great country. Just this, this, this island's the best country in the world to live in. That's why everybody's trying to get into the country to live in. And the more the merrier, the more people, different people you meet, you, you, you have an open mind. And, yeah. You know, and uh, um, am I happy? Yeah. I was talking to a, a, a woman, there was an old woman in uh, outside Moraney Day, outside the supermarket, when they hated the COVID. Yeah. She says... Terror, she says, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 10, 15 minutes out in the rain. It's ridiculous, <laughs> she says. And she says, and I says, no, great. I says, and when we get into the shop, I says, there's, there's food to dinner and we have money in our pockets. And she gave me an angry look. She ah, whatever. <laughs> but you were right. You're on the money. It is true. We need to be grateful for what we have. I Com- can get up in the morning yeah. as well. And I can go to, the, I go get up in the morning, Jerry, and I go to the toilet on my own. You know, yes. I know that might sound a wee bit vulgar, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't have to wait till 9 at, at 11 o'clock for home help to come in and dress me. Yes. And yes, I thank, yes. you know, whatever there is, a God, yeah, whatever yeah. there is. The little things, and when there's people, like, whinging and crying, I, I try, be, you know, you're happy doing that. And I think that's what I, how I meet people, I think. Yeah. Because um, I, I can't be acting something else, you know, when you mean, mm. hello, how you doing, and all that. And you, it's very... It's an awful strain to keep that up with a woman. You need need to just look into their eyes and they either like you or they don't like you. And I tell people I've nothing. And you tell nobody you've nothing and then, you see, then it's, if you say, worry, you know, I tell them I've nothing. And then it's from, that's, and I think I've met, I don't know, it's hard to know, you know, yeah, but come come back. You're on a point there that I wanted to come back to. Right. You mentioned that you know you've met a number of women, and mm. just it didn't work out. They wanted things that you couldn't give them. What were they looking for? Were they looking for your company night, noon, and morning? Were you look? Were they looking yeah, for you to look yeah, after marriage. them? You're right. Marriage. I was in the. They wanted marriage. Before. What did you say, Jerry? They wanted marriage. I was in the middle of a divorce, and I had this this woman, a lovely girl. She was lovely, and you know, very supportive and everything yes and she says Seamus I want to be married to you in the next 12 months <laughs> and I says what and I says well I'm in the middle of divorce and, and I, say, I says well look if you want to get married in the next 12 months you may marry someone else I says uh, you know I says that's not in the top 10 of things to do and then she went off and she got married and then she's divorced and she, she, just, oh. wanted, she just wanted them to be married yes yes and, and is that and what most women in your experience that you've met in this are looking for they're looking to Tie the knot. 
well, there was the tide. You know, when you're in, like, you're in and your marriage doesn't work, it's once bit and twice. I just wanted to live a little bit and get to yeah. know the person. I said to her, I said, look, if we're still together in two years' time, we'll think about it. You can't be going out marrying the first woman, you see. It's not like America where we get married ten times. Like a divorce, it's a very serious thing and a long process. And so, so that's... But most women, I think, they just... I don't know. I'm not an expert on women. I'm, mm. I'm, 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 all I know is myself that you just go out and, and, and be yourself. Have a little... If you, have, you see, if you have the relationship, the bill first, you get to know the person from yes. the outside in, you see. Yeah. But that's the thing it is. Okay, so you're, you're looking to build slowly and the then if it... And yes. Then you have the basis. The basis for it. Over okay. after three weeks, everybody looks the same and then you're left with whoever's in. And if you have no person... There's, that's what I'm looking for. There is, the person inside, you have to like them. And and, they, and you get that little chemistry part. You know, the way yes. Goes so you, you're that. not ruling out marriage in your oh, life again? No, no, no. You could never marry. You could never rule okay. it. Okay. Marriage is good and you never know, even have a baby and everything. You know? Oh, but... Do you mind me asking what age you are? Man is never, and that man's never old, Jeff. I'm, I'm, I'm 59, but I tell people... Can I'm, I give you a bit of advice from yeah, someone who's 60? Put that baby thing out of your head. Why? <laughs> because I'll tell you what, you don't want to be going back there, baby. Sorry for you're the right. pun. You're, you're right, because <laughs> I, I know the nappy, it's, 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 you know, but it's, it's great, uh, you know. It's great in theory, but Jesus, at 60 years of age and beyond, you, you, you see, you'd, you were talking about America a while ago, you'd want to have millions in your back pocket, you know what I'm talking about, and then at that age, you know those fellas who have the children at that age, they get nannies and everything to look after them, and it's only a... Ah, oh, but the kids, is got, I have a wee grandson now. So ah, you see, yes, that's different, I, but you I, see... I rent him, Yes. you must bond with your grandson, and I have him over the day, and he's great out crack, they, they tell you... You know, he said, why are you baldy in your head, Dad? <laughs> and uh, and I, that's what happens. Uh, but you see, the grandchildren are wonderful. They and come to you, as you say. Yes, yes, you see. So, sh- no, Seamus, keep that to the forefront of your mind. Hey, one other thing I meant to say oh. to you. I know you raised your two children. Is it true you're a dab hand at sewing? All right, sewing. Do you know what? I can sew and I can do everything except have a baby. I went in, I wanted to do a course in sewing and they wouldn't let me, so they wouldn't, because I think, you know, they don't know what I was. So I bought a sewing machine, but I don't know how to use it. Yeah, I can sew. Yeah. I can cook. Good man. You have to know, you see, I don't know at an early age, you see, my mother used to go out and work and you'd be waiting four or five days if you wanted a button on your shirt. So that was a good experience. And then, you know, yeah, so yes, you're, you're, as you said yourself, you're a man who had to take on responsibilities. Now, ladies, listening to are you listening to Seamus today? Oh, you, yes. You, you, we have a huge audience here listening to you of women who are, I'm sure, intrigued to hear about you. Are he's you he, he's yeah, a solid man. He's good domestically. What about at the dowry end of things? Have you a few, Bob? Well, you see, that's a... You see, I think... I'd say if it was up for sale on eBay, I'd, I could fetch a lot. <laughs> who can I can sew? I know how to listen. I know, you know, I don't know. Well, there's things I don't. Now, the dowry, what's the dowry? I thought the dowry goes from the woman to give. You know. It used to, but you see, inequality today, you know, it's, you know, the I, way it works. I looked at equality. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. See, I thought. You see, I'm not a rich man, I'm not a poor man, Jerry. That's but that, well, that'll... The woman that have, has her own stuff, like, 
Not that I want that in the floor, but you know. But yeah. at least then, you see, if, yeah. uh, she wouldn't be looking at it and be like, well, if it didn't work out, then she'd just be <laughs> the same as yeah. me. And you're a homeowner? Oh, God, you're getting an awful lot of questions. What? Why have you someone lined up? I'm building, I'm building your profile here on Late Lounge. Yes, I'm building your profile. I'm doing, I'm really working hard here for you, and you're doing yeah, great, I have to say. Country, anyway, he owns a house. Any acres? Well, uh, I could have. Ooh, even getting better. Well, you know, um, um. <laughs> 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 anyway, I'm, I'm doing my best to pitch you, I have to say that. The, here, look, I need to ask you one thing. Louise, you spoke to my Louise earlier on in today, and she's great. Yeah. You know, she's, she's, she's curious about this. She wants to know, if you, is there somebody, you know, you know the celebrity world, celebrities here in Ireland, over the world of that. <laughs> if there was a celebrity lady you'd like to date, who would it be? Celebrity lady. I'll tell you what I'd love. And I told the man that I said, I'd love to go and have a cup of tea with Julia Roberts. Do you know the way she looks into your eyes? Pretty woman. Oh, gee, no, Julia Roberts. Notting Hill. Do you ever watch that? Notting movie? Hill is right. <laughs> yes. Sorry. sorry. Oh, Not- no, no, no. Yeah, but the way she, just the smiley way she looks at you. Okay. And I know she's, you know, um, but that's good. I heard she was down in Cork one time making a film. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I've met one, I've met ladies, I've met ladies with a lot of money and that, and, and, and a lot of people with a lot of money and a lot of people, but, you know, it doesn't matter, I'm not for sale, like, you only, you only live once. <laughs> you do. Know, want me to go over to America, she has a lot of money, and she wanted me to go over and live, she flew me over to America first class, as you did, for Christmas a few years ago. No yeah. Money. And, but, um, she's just, you know, she runs hot and cold, Jerry, so I said, you know, I'm not... I only live once. I'm not. I'm not I can't, you can't sell me soul for money, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we have a picture of you now, a Julia Roberts type. Well, there you go. Well, look, it's been great that you've taken time to talk to us on uh, LMFM Radio today. Of course, you are living in me, the originally from Carrick Macross. Anyway, tonight's the night you can see the man we've been talking to on First Dates Ireland, half past nine. RTE2 and you'll see how his date works out or otherwise for him. Seamus, I wish you success in love in 2022. Thanks very much, Jerry. And it was a pleasure talking to you. You're nice down there. But it's <laughs> easy to have a chat with you. Oh, God bless you. It's nice and of you to I say that. I enjoyed the show and everything. I will. Nice. We'll be all tuned in tonight. We will, Seamus. Take care of yourself. That's great. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. 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 Seamus Connolly there. Isn't he great? Yeah, I've seen the... I've had a preview of tonight. You should watch it. it, it uh, he is a, a really terrific man. He really is. And such a nice man as well. And up for the crack also. So uh, we'll see how it works out from this evening there's himself and more besides of course in the programme and while we're on the TV theme I don't know whether you were watching last night I meant to say to you yesterday on the show but um, it was terrific I so enjoyed it last night Gordon Gino and Fred in Greece last evening. They're back with a new series and they were around the islands in Greece last night. Uh, that was part one, part two to come. Louise, were you watching? Did you see it? I don't think you saw it last night. You were meaning to watch it, weren't you? I was raging. Yeah, I was you missed talking it. to you about it yesterday. Yeah, you so were. Like, and I completely you were. forgot about it. You were, I can tell you. It, I, will, I watch it tonight. It's well worth watching. Catch up on the player, uh, Gordon, Gino and Fred in Greece. They're such a combination, They're Louise. They're brilliant. Yeah, really funny. Yeah, they've stumbled on something really special here. They're very, very funny. They the really French are. guy has really come ah, out of himself. You know, he was kind of quiet in the first yes, series. Yes, but he's he's really come to the fore now for sure. And James is a lovely man, just getting back to uh, that. I know you spoke brilliant. to him yeah. uh, uh, quite a bit this morning. <laughs> the he's, clip is brilliant. It's brilliant. 
brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. What did he say? I'm no... I'm no Brad Pitt, but I'm no Quasimodo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nulug Naman it is today, yes, the 6th of January. The epiphany, the epiphany, Louise, that's the... the I should the, be at home resting. You? For the day off? Louise, lie, lie back there in that chair now, you're just there. I'm afraid that I'll go out this and make chair you, might I'm, just I'm, fall. No, no, lie back there, I'm going out to make you tea. No, you don't drink, I'm going to... And, and she only drinks certain coffee. I'll be out to make you a cup of coffee. You're right, I, oh my God, mea culpa. But you know, seriously... Care of the women yeah, yeah, Years ago, you know when, traditionally, the woman, you know, carried the house, really, yeah. you know, did everything. You know what I'm talking about. Today, that has changed. A lot of men, you know, I, I say this, you know, our love getting involved in all the Christmas thing and the cooking and everything like that and other work besides. I think life has changed. I know women still, I would have to say this, women still carry the bulk of work. Is, is that a fair statement in, in home still? Mm. Or do you think that has totally changed? Maybe not totally, but yeah. yeah. I, I'd say they, it, I'd say it is kind of 50-50. Maybe a little bit Aaron on the side of the woman. Okay, okay. So that, that's, that's fair enough. But, you know, years ago when the woman took... The full strain of the whole whole thing. This day was special. They were asked to, to you know, yeah. make this their day. No used cooking. To just go round, yes. visit the other women, and yes, and enjoy the day. Christmas and, cake. Yeah, and take it handy. A big tradition, especially we know this from the past here in the show in the south of Ireland, Cork, Kerry, oh. and it still hangs on there. Still, I'd say you know, in urbanised Leinster where we live in the Pale and Greater Dublin area. Well, is it a thing? I, I, I'd sadly, I'd say I, I wouldn't think so. But anyway. The lights, this is the last night. I leave everything, as I said earlier in the week, up until tonight and tomorrow everything will be gone. You'll be up at five o'clock in the morning. I get up early to take the, the, the front, of the, there'll be nothing in the front of the house about Christmas. We might leave other stuff here and there into the weekend now at this stage, but just to take the look off, the, the lights being gone and that as well. Do the cribs stay up for a little longer? The wise men arrive today in the crib. Yes? Yes. That's the, the why it's, yeah, it's a big epiphany. day for Spanish people and a lot of other um and a lot of other countries celebrate today. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a big day. It is a big day it's, in the calendar for yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, the cribs, I think, are up till the weekend. Did you get the oh, straw? they're up till the weekend. I think they're up till the weekend. They're oh, not okay. going to take the cribs down tomorrow. Why not? Oh, no, I think they leave them into next weekend. Did you get the straw? No, I was going to just go uh, home uh, via the church. Yeah, do that. Do that today. I make sure my mother has loads of straw. Though. <laughs> make sure you have loads. Patsy, Patsy having the straw. Make yeah. sure you have, please. <laughs> your daughter. Your, you know your daughter yourself. She might or might not get the straw, Patsy. You know yourself. But if you haven't held on to it. Yeah, I think we're getting some today because I think uh, Sarah's bringing Ava on a trip around the cribs today. Oh, that's really uh, nice. Yeah, to see them in the different... Yeah, yeah, when she comes out from school to have a look at them and see them in different churches. It's a nice thing to do and I'm sure there's still it's some people thing. doing that today uh, as we reach the epiphany on the 6th of January. And that's it. It's all over for another year. Everything's packed away into the attics and bye 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 and away we go on another 12 months on this uh, planet Earth. Anyway, uh, I hope you're enjoying your epiphany or if you like to call it Nalagnaman or Little Christmas Day. Anyway, after two, we have Paula Butler with us but taking us to two, especially for Seamus Connolly and his dream date, Julia Roberts. Here it is from Notting Hill, our very own Ronan. It's amazing how you can speak right to my heart. 
Lovely message in on WhatsApp there. Good afternoon, Louise and Jerry. Yes, Jerry, you should have had Louise's lunch ready for her today. Oh, I'm being scolded. I don't believe it. Would you say a very happy little Christmas to all the women from Blaney Blades, Castle Blaney, Dulik Women's Forum and Lifestyle Development Ladies. We usually celebrate this day in style, but unfortunately, another year has arrived and we're unable to get together. Hopefully, we will all get to meet real soon. Thanks to you guys for a great show every day. Looking forward to seeing Seamus tonight on first dates. Wasn't he great, Lorraine? He was indeed. I'm sure there'll be lots switching in now. Seamus Connolly opening the show with us today. What fun we had. Yes, and uh, thank you indeed for a great show as always from Lorraine Cunningham. Happy New Year to you, Lorraine, and all the ladies involved. And please, God, this time next year, you will be able to celebrate this very, very special day. Now, moving on on the show, my next guest we've talked to on a number of occasions in the past And I really love talking to her because I'm a man after this woman's heart and I'm striving to do what she advises. Because you see, you know, at the start of a new year, I think it's a great time to look within the four walls of our homes, in the rooms, in the cupboards, you name it, and assess, you know, what we have. Do we need it? And make a plan for the year ahead. She is an environmental consultant and she's founder of EcoConsciousLiving.ie. I'm delighted to say hello again to Paula Butler. Hello, Paula. Hi, Jerry. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Not at all. It's great to hear your lovely voice again. And you know what I was thinking? Uh, you know, uh, you know, we declutter the start of the year. You've been talking about this for years and it's a good time to go at it. But if we declutter to make room for more clutter, Paula, isn't that the real conundrum? Yes, like, I mean, that is sometimes people do tend to like they clean the space and then feel they have to uh, fill it again. But, um, you know, I think ultimately the best way to declutter your house is to really try and become that conscious consumer, which is, you know, not always easy. But to just actually ask yourself, do I really need to buy another whatever it is um and like you know sometimes when you when you don't have like you know um lots and lots of things you can be creative and try and look at see can I repurpose something you know instead of buying a a new basket for something you can say well like is there something in the house that I could actually you know repurpose instead of going out and buying more stuff because ultimately that stuff could be next January's clutter Yes, exactly. But you know we're bombarded, Paula. You know this yourself. The the advertisers are very clever, the retailers as well. You know, it, all these ads are couched in a certain way to pull us in. There's sales on, there's great value here, there's yeah. two for one, all this stuff. It's difficult, isn't it? It is difficult. And I mean, one one of the few few things that I do is I you know try and unsubscribe from things that you know are that are just bombarding me with messages and make me feel like buying. And also like I tend to do a bit of decluttering as I go. So I've kind of developed a decluttering habit. And I find that not only does that mean that nothing ever gets like madly out of hand, um, like our house isn't perfect by any means, but you know, things stay reasonably in hand. But also it kind of reminds me, you know, I'm I'm constantly looking at, you know, stuff and saying, well, do we really need that? And, you know, the kids get things and we don't need them. And I think if you're constantly kind of decluttering your house, you're you're more it's in your mind and you're you're less likely to go and buy more stuff because, you know, you're constantly, you know, looking at stuff that you have in your house and that awareness is there. 
Uh, you know, we buy and, and we like to buy and we get a good feeling. You know what I mean? The endorphins are positive when we buy. I know that as well and it is great. But really you're saying at the point of purchase this year, we could all try and uh, take this on board. Think long and hard. Do I really need it? Uh, am I just buying it for the sake of buying it? And if we adopt that, you're saying that that alone will make a huge change. We'll notice the difference. Yeah, I think you'll notice a big difference. And sometimes even I find that like, especially let's say with online shopping, if I just leave something in my basket and go away and come mm. back even maybe a few hours later or the next day, often I'll go back and the kind of the instant urge to buy has kind of eased and I might be um, you know, a little less likely to purchase or else I'm consciously going and saying, well, actually, I've thought about it and I, and I do really need that. Uh, you know, so just hesitating a little before you hit buy. I think even that small pause is often enough to stop you buying stuff that you really don't need. That's a great recommendation. Folks, I'm going to take that on board now myself. Leave it in the basket and just let the dust settle and think long and hard about it. The same if you're out shopping in person. Walk perhaps out of the store, go away a while and think about it a little more. Now, look, clothes, as you know, clothing, and and, and I don't have to tell you this, is a huge part of homes, you know, wardrobes and wardrobes full of this, that and the other. So let's say today, Paula, for example, somebody goes at a wardrobe and you realise, oh my God, look what I have. There's stuff I've never worn. There's stuff I haven't worn in ages again. What do you recommend people do? Well, the first thing I'd say to people is like, don't try and do the entire wardrobe in one go, because, you know, if you're a busy person, you've got kids, family, or even like just in terms of like exhausting yourself. I tend to go at things in like, you know, 15 minute, 30 minute burst. And I might tackle some part of my wardrobe that I'm less connected to. Like I might start with my sock drawer and then I've got that tidy and then I move on to another area. Because sometimes in a lot of these programs, they recommend take everything out of your wardrobe. But that's like so intimidating. And then you may be left with a wardrobe that's in a worse mess than when you started. And, and that's not going to help, you know, you encourage you to do it again. But let's say you start doing it in small bursts. And sometimes you look at a piece of clothing and, you know, it might not be for this season. It might be summer clothing. So the best thing to do is to take that out of your wardrobe and even put it away in a, you know, we all have empty suitcases, store it away. So it's not in, in your way when, you, when you're going to declutter. And then if you take things out and decide, you know, you'll very quickly see the, the stuff that you wear all the time. Um, but take out the stuff that you're not wearing all the time and really ask yourself, you know, why am I not wearing it? Try it on. You might actually find sometimes you try something on. Often I try something on and I realize actually it's itchy to wear or it's a bit too tight or I don't like it. And then that's an item of clothing that you really need to pass on to somebody else. Um, and so then you're left with things then that you're maybe less sure about. And what I do with them is I pack them away and I go back to them in a couple of months time. And again, I look at them again and I might decide, actually, no, I'm ready to let go of it. Or else I might look at it and go, well, actually, I'm going to try and wear it today. So I often will take a few things out and I'll challenge myself to wear them that week. And if, if I'm still not wearing them, I'm probably never going to wear them. That's the honest mm. truth. And it's time for them to go. You know, when you mention you store them for a while, uh, and I've personally experienced this in recent days, up to the yeah. attic, Paula. You know the stuff that goes into those storage containers in the attic and every few years you go up and they're still there. Items, clothing, things like that. And honest to God, they haven't been touched for a year on end. Is it not time just to take all that stuff and you know what is still good or whatever pass it on donate it to charity shops do something with it 
Absolutely. And I think sometimes also what we'll do is we, we'll have stuff there that we're keeping for good occasions. Mm. And I, I just wear it. I just say, you know, just wear it. Like, don't be saving things for good occasions. Don't save things that are just in case because the just in case day never comes. I mean, if I have a nice dress and it's sitting in, uh, you know, under, you know, uh, a cover, I'll never wear it. And then if I take it out, I'll look at it and say, well, uh, if I was going out for dinner tonight or going to a wedding tomorrow, would I actually wear it? And sometimes the answer to that is actually, no, I, I just don't feel good in it. And then that what I would tend to do is try and try and sell that, especially if it's something that you've mm. spent money on it, try and sell it. Um, maybe you have a friend who's a similar size to you who might be, might be delighted with that item so you can gift it. Um, and then you kind of move down the food chain, you know, you can repurpose it. So I've had lots of dresses that I've turned into skirts or, you know, a, a, or a dress that I've turned into a top, you know, because I might just not like the whole thing. Mm. So I've often repurposed things either myself or go to a dressmaker. Um, and then the next step is to try and donate it. Um, that's sometimes not as successful because some of the um, the charity shops, they don't, they're not always able to sell things. And a lot of those clothes do end up um, in landfill you know so ideally try and repurpose it gift it or sell it i mean that's the most sustainable approach really yeah myself and louise were talking earlier and she was just talking about t-shirts for example you know they get a lot of use especially with children and teens and that as well but she louise made a good suggestion to me when they've gone past say their wearability you know day to day wear them when they go training or sport or out at the weekends for walks get the maximum use out of them that's a really good one isn't it that's a super idea, you know, so they can move down the food chain, you know, wear them for around the house or sports. And then when they're when they're even further trashed, it's time to look at turning them into cleaning rags. You know, I mean, you can get the most use out of possible um, out of these things. That is a very sustainable approach. And, you know, you'll feel good about it. You'll be buying less stuff and getting more use out of everything. So, so all of those ideas are really sound. Now, you write in, uh, uh, broadly about, you know, uh, not just clothing or decluttering as well. Another one, and I spoke to you about it before, and it is uh, one that really we should keep to the forefront of our minds as well uh, when it comes to food. And our, our cupboards stocked with stuff that goes out of date and the fresh stuff as well, the vegetables, the amount that's thrown out, not used as well. How do you tackle those two in the food environment? No, absolutely. Food is huge. And if you can tackle even food alone, you'll be making a huge impact on your, your on your ecological footprint. You know, what I tend to do is um, like I will go through the fridge, especially after Christmas and that I am um, to, to make because that's a time when the fridge is very full. So there can be things hiding at the back of the fridge that, you know, will go out of date. And I, I really hate having to throw food out. Mm. So what I do is I go through the fridge and um and through the freezer and anything in the fridge that's about to go near um its sell by date i either cook it and then freeze it or put it straight into the freezer if i'm short of time it might just go straight into the freezer and then i look at things like for example um you know wine that might be you know gone off or um you know leftover gravy or dressings from over christmas um i freeze all of those so even gravy for example i put it into an ice tray i freeze it and then i put it into um the freezer i label it very important to label it because you go back in a month's time you have no idea what's in the box (laughs) 
<laughs> a label it and then I might just add it to a stew or casserole it's like it adds fantastic flavor um I do the same with herbs I freeze them in water so that it kind of helps preserve them a little bit um I use things like for example I'd use leftover cranberry sauce I'd make cranberry and orange scones out of that I use you know the selection boxes. I mean, we get so many selection boxes for the kids. You know, people are very kind, but there's tons of them. And so I use those to make um, Rice Krispie squares or chocolate biscuit cake. Um, and that's a great way of using them up. And you can have those for parties and stuff, you know, in the year coming um, for birthday parties. So, yeah, the food is huge. Um, it's tr- uh, the freezer is a real, is a real uh, godsend in terms of um, reducing your food waste. Mm. And then if things go, do go off, try and compost them. You know, that's a yeah. much more sustainable approach than putting them in the black bin. Oh, listen, I have plenty of compost bins always in the gold to feed my uh, garden yeah. as well. I love it. And it is a great way because you are then returning it uh, to the soil and that uh, which will you know benefit uh, down the road in general terms before we finish you're at this a while and we've talked on a number of occasions and it's timely at this time of the year every year do you do you believe the message is getting through do you think people are are really thinking more about this now I think for absolutely. And I mean, obviously, COVID has been a big distraction and people are, you know, maxed out in terms of dealing with that. And that, that's been a bit of a challenge. I think, you know, the environmental issues were very much front and centre before COVID maybe took a little bit of a backseat to COVID, like everything else in life. But I do think like things like, for example, I hear about people shopping secondhand a lot more and friends buying like clothes secondhand or buying furniture secondhand. And I think that was a big reflection on, you know, a more sustainable mindset that's out there. Um, So, yeah, I see it um, a lot. And I think people are much more aware. I think sometimes people don't know where to start. And I think, you know, what I would say to people is just start somewhere, start small. And any little thing you do is, is, is a help. It certainly is. I love what you do and you're fantastic at getting the message across as well. And I encourage people to check out the website, ecoconsciousliving.ie. We'll talk again, I'm sure, because this is an evergreen that rolls on and on. May I wish you a happy new year and all the success that comes your way in 22. And to you too. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much on the show. That's the wonderful Paula Butler there from Eco Conscious Living. I am going to be more conscious about and like I'm I'm I'll tell you one thing, I'm an impulsive purchaser. I am. Uh, thank God there's somebody in our home that isn't, so we have a yin yang. But at the end of the day, I am making that commitment in the year ahead to be more conscious in terms of, of what I purchase, that's for sure. And, you know, I just find that when stuff builds up in the house of that around me, I feel smothered, to be honest with you, and I get a great feeling and freedom when there is a clear out happens. But not to bring in more. That's my big challenge. A little bit of love from Tom Grennan on your late lunch this Thursday afternoon and if we all spread a little bit of love each one of us it'll make a huge difference over the coming weeks months and the year for sure lovely message there from Liam happy new year to you he says we're talking actually to Seamus Connolly top of the show and he was telling us how he can sew and has a machine and everything Liam says he found about 20 t-shirts from Slane 
concert and Dublin gigs he was at. He said he'd never wear them again, but great memories in the T-shirts. So he made two quilts out of them. Yes, he says, Jerry, I can sew too. Good on you, Liam. Thanks indeed for your message to the uh, show this afternoon. We have a real good woman to say hello to next on the final day of the Christmas lights and decorations. Heather Harmon, hello. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Well, Salterstown Hill, I heard, was spotted from the space station and they were wondering what it was in Ireland. Oh, sure. Oh, it's a lovely display. <laughs> it is a lovely display and it lights up the night sky. How many years have you been doing this? We have been doing this a few years now, but uh, we're doing this for so sad now. This is the third year. Good woman. And uh, lots of people I know have visited. I see you get lots of drive-bys, do you too, that just have a quick look and move on? Exactly, exactly. A lot of drive-bys and they're not putting anything into the bucket <laughs> but sure, maybe they'll come back Absolutely and some people don't have anything with them we understand as well and those that do it's much appreciated and uh, all the monies as you say going directly to SOSAD the display itself are you always adding and subtracting each year and changing it or is there a, a core of the display that you always keep? Always adding um, um, and I'd say I'd 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 add to it, you know, if I've seen mm. something nice. Um, you never know when you, when you um, light up what is not going to work now next year. Yes. So, um, no, I'm always, always adding to it. And this year I changed it around, so... Mm. And it um, worked, it worked. I know it worked really well because I heard a number of people talking who were down and really loved it. So you you pack it away now. How long would it take you to, you know, get it all taken down and put safely by for next year? It comes down quicker than it goes up. I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. It's always the way with the stuff. Putting it up yeah. is, the, is the greater chale- challenge for it sure. Is because you have to make sure everything is yeah. working. We start um, the beginning of November. Right. Like you'd only have a day here and a day there and you never know what the weather's going to be like. Yeah. So um, we start the beginning of November because we light up uh, around the, the 8th of December or this year we lit up um, on the the Sunday before the 8th. Yes. So. And you're a traditionalist. You love to run to Little Christmas Day always. I, yes. Bad luck otherwise. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's- Bad luck. That's the that's the feeling. Everything stays up until the six. <laughs> so uh, this is the last opportunity. I just wanted to give you a shout out this evening to see this wonderful display for the twenty twenty one Christmas Soldiers Hill A ninety two P nine five seven. If you put that code into your phone A nine two P nine five seven, it'll take you directly to the house there. It's in the tower area. You'll find it anyway uh, for sure. But look at uh, looking forward already, even at this stage to next year and what you bring to us again and well done to you on a wonderful wonderful successful initiative for SOSAD the funds I know are really appreciated Heather they are indeed yes yes Uh, we raised um, uh, 1575 last year we haven't reached that this year but there's still today there's still today but we're going to keep the bucket out until the weekend and hopefully any passers by will throw a five or a tenner or Lovely. whatever they can afford into it. Into it, yes. You'll get there. You're not far off it, I know, at the no, moment. And just a little it. bit more will equal last year's figure again. Well, yes. look, thank you for joining me on the show and well done once more. Okay, and 
um, we're going to remember anyone that has passed away in the last year tonight. Ah, well done. Okay. Well done. We have a a local boy who committed suicide, so we're we're remembering him tonight. Ah, good on you. And we uh, think of anybody who lost a loved one, yes, uh, this past year in in tragic circumstances. Thank you, Heather. Thank you for taking the call. Bye-bye. 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 They have a great display there and they're wonderful people. They just... uh, encourage you wouldn't they and what people do and where would we be in the country without our generosity I often wonder I do I I wonder the generosity of people in Ireland is simply outstanding it's a wonderful trait in our people don't know about you but after the Christmas and I told you I had a lovely Christmas and I ate loads and I enjoyed myself and I took it easy Love this time, especially after today, to just get back on track and focus again with the diet and eating well. And with that in mind, and with many people in the same boat as myself, I'm delighted to say hello to one of our lovely regulars. She's fantastic, and any time she's been with us, I've enjoyed her company, and she's back again. Nutritionist Rachel Graham, lovely to talk to you today. Hi, Jerry. Happy New Year. It's great to be here. Thank you. Many happy returns to you too and your family. Now, we're going to talk today about building healthy eating habits from here on in in the new year. But the first point I want to start with is that that I mentioned a moment ago. What about all the chocolates and biscuits and cakes that build up in every house? What are we to do with them? Give them away, pawn them on somebody else. Well, I definitely think you're yeah, getting them out of the house because if they're there, then it's a temptation, you know, mm. and it's um, especially if you are tired or stressed or emotional or whatever it is or a combination of all three, which, you know, let's face it, you know, that kind of tends to be the mood of the country at the moment with everything that we've experienced and gone through. And, you know, for some people, Christmas was really tough. So I can understand the comfort eating that took place um, because really there was little else that you could do. So um, but now, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's time to turn over a new healthier leaf. It's so important. Um, and I do think to answer your question, absolutely. Give get the stuff out of your cupboards, do a massive club, cupboard clear out, get rid of it, because it's just standing there or sitting there, should I say, winking at you. And it's just going to be more and more difficult to um, to try and avoid it, because what you're doing is just relying on willpower and willpower doesn't work oh i'm a sucker for a wink from that type of food i have to say i know exactly what you're saying but look that's the that's the point to start from so true so true so let's let's talk now in a practical sense and begin everybody's day we get up in the morning time breakfast and i told you i'm a bugger for just i love the slice of toast and the cup of tea and i do have a banana with it now which i enjoy for my breakfast but i would have very little else besides i'm a small breakfast person Tell us, breakfast time, what should we really be taking on board? Well, that's okay um, because, you know, I think that it is important to break your fast initially, you know. So if you've been fasting overnight for ideally 12 hours, I mean, that's kind of the perfect time frame. And, you know, that's actually when you're going to uh, feel hungry. Um, if you slept for eight hours and uh, or seven or eight hours and you've been fasting for seven or eight hours, you may not feel hungry. So just having something small isn't the worst thing. As long as you are prepared and bring something with you to work, um, if you work away out of out of the house, um, or if not, then schedule your breakfast for a little bit later. Um, but definitely have something that is um, you know wholesome, that is low in sugar, that is you know rich in complex carbohydrates. All the things that I kind of talk about um with you jerry but i think that you know just starting your day with 
you know, a healthy habit, I yeah. think, would be more important. And for you, you were saying, like, you don't really eat a, a big breakfast. That's okay. But what I would suggest you do is start your day with at least one litre of water. So you want to rehydrate first thing in the morning. Mm. Really important because it really benefits your digestion. It really benefits your cognitive function. So it helps you to think clearer. Um, and it's just a really great, healthy habit to get into the habit of doing. And this is what it's really about. It's about starting easy, keeping it really short and simple, something that takes five minutes or less. And that is something that you're going to be able to sustain. So that's my first top tip is start your day with a healthy habit that is easy, simple to implement and takes five minutes or less. So ideally rehydrating. I think that's what I always recommend to all of my clients. Just do that uh, without fail. It's a great habit to get into. And this is something that you can do regardless of whether you are um short on time or whether you have plenty of time or whether you're feeling your best or whether you're feeling your worst so and that makes it doable oh yeah now that's a that's a very good t- and i noticed that you mentioned that 12 hour thing to me before you know what i mean mm. that if you can get 12 hours break between your last food you know in evening yeah. time the day before and you eat again the next day that's an important gap you believe yeah, very much. Because that is when you do your uh, kind of your, your digestion is resting and you do a lot of your repair. I call it, I call it the uh, internal housekeeping. So you're actually giving your body the chance to repair at cellular level. And also your body isn't distracted by digesting food overnight, especially if you, you know, are nibbling on stuff while you're watching TV or even, you know, grabbing biscuits while you walk up the stairs before you go to bed. You know, your body is you're just saying to your body, okay, you know, you need to digest this now. You're not going to get a chance to do that repair work that you needed to do. So just think of it as a little gift to yourself. And I think reframing that thought um, is so important and, and just putting it in a very positive context of what you are gifting to your body overnight is that chance to repair at cellular level. So important. It reduces inflammation and inflammation is unfortunately at the root cause of a lot of our chronic illnesses. Mm, really great advice there. Now, let's skip on from breakfast to lunch and uh, naturally presenting late lunch. I have to have an early lunch every day. So generally yeah. at this time of the year, I love to have a nice soup and, and, and a healthy sandwich on the, uh, with the right bread, as you say, as well with it. Uh, and that I yeah. take that early, you know, before I, I come on air here around about midday. Maybe that's why I have the small breakfast. And then that yeah. just takes me through then mostly to evening time when we have our main meal round, you know, five, six o'clock in, in the evening time. Talk to me a yeah. little bit about lunchtime. What is best there? Well, you know, I think at this time of the year when the weather turns cold, I think we all want something warming and nourishing. And there's nothing better than a really delicious bowl of soup um, with some nice locally grown vegetables from your garden, Jerry, mm. uh, would be amazing. Um, and, you know, just instead of um, having even a sandwich, you know, the bread, especially if it's not a healthy um, bread option okay. that you have okay. available to you, just put plenty of beans and lentils and those uh, forms of plant protein into the soup. And then you're going to create a very filling and a very fiber rich lunch option for yourself. And they don't have to be dried beans that you've soaked and then cooked for hours overnight. They can be tinned beans. Just as, and I'm not talking about, you know, the beans and tomato sauce. <laughs> no. uh, I'm talking about like 
you know, kidney beans or cannellini beans yes. or, you know, any of those kind of beans, just drain them and rinse them and then add them into the soup. So a lovely vegetable soup with a variety of different beans and lentils is such a filling, nourishing option uh, that will keep you full for longer. That will also keep your blood sugars balanced so you won't feel hungry. You won't be kind of relying on willpower to keep you away from the biscuit tin. You know, so that is a, such a great option. So easy and, and, and really enjoyable and tasty. Yeah, and at this time of year, I find it just so fulfilling as well. Would you add a spud? Like if you were a potato person and you wanted to put a few potatoes through it, would you be for or against that, you know? Um, not against it. It just potatoes are kind of rich in starch, but they also have other n- nutrients that are beneficial to you, like potassium. Mm. Um, but if you want to have a potato, try a sweet potato because it's lower on that glycemic index, so it's not going to spike your blood sugar. So again, you're not going to be, you know, you're you're not going to feel those. Um, you know, have those cravings for, you know, sugary uh, foods. Mm. Now, snacking, we're going to move on to dinner in a second, but, you know, through the day, you may, you're right, if you get the soup and all the the pulses with it and that, you will feel full. There's no doubt about that. And and it will take you through. But if you want a snack, I know you've said to me before, fruit, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, berries are a great option and they're, you know, so transportable. You just go into any of the supermarkets and pick up a little punnet of blueberries or raspberries. You can pop them in your bag, take them with you if you're working away from home or even not at, uh, have them at your desk. Uh, really great low sugar option. Very high in antioxidants, which are the key uh, vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin C vitamins. Um So that would be a great option. Apples and pears are also great fruit options because they're really high in fiber and they're also lower in sugar. So those are really, I think, handy uh, snack options. The other thing you can do is have um, something like uh, veg sticks. So carrot sticks, celery sticks, cucumber sticks. And these can all be prepared in advance. You can store them in containers in your fridge um, at eye level. So when you open your fridge, you immediately see a healthy option. And especially if it's placed beside maybe a little tub of hummus. Um, Mm. So that's a great combination. So the hummus has the plant protein in it and it's fiber rich. So that in combination with the veg sticks is a very filling snack. So again, you are, you know, uh, keeping full for longer and it means that you won't be, you know, having those sweet sugary cravings. Mm-hmm. I have to thank you for that because you really got me onto that and it's something I love is the hummus yeah. with carrot or even, I, I, I'm a celery lover, it's maybe an acquired taste as well to dip into it as well or the yeah. peppers, the range of peppers, they're lovely. I have to say, yeah. really, really, and feel good as well when you have it. Now take us into, yeah. you know, let let us say for most people now, uh, evening time is the main meal of the the day so yeah. you know a range of proteins there with your vegetables combining that type of stuff yeah so i think when you're looking at your plate just make sure that more than half of your plate is ve- filled with vegetables okay and that is you know a, a kind of a good rule of thumb let's say um and in terms of protein, so you're always looking to include quality protein in your meals. So um, ideally some free range chicken or um, uh, organic chicken, if you can get it. Uh, the same with fish. So oily fish would be best. So salmon or mackerel mm. or any of those kind of oily fish choices would be would be good. And then if you're vegetarian or vegan, Obviously, you know, any of the plant proteins, as in all the beans, lentils, pulses, uh, tofu, these are great choices as well. But you don't need a huge amount. So, you know, roughly what fits into the palm of your hand is a good portion size. So it's really not a huge amount. 
Um, and you want to be having that portion size of protein roughly three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, as I said, half of your plate should be at least um, filled with vegetables, if not a little bit more. And then an, another kind of fist size portion of complex carbohydrates. So that would be whole grain brown rice. It could be quinoa. It could be sweet potato. It could be a whole grain pasta. Um, any of those choices would be good. And even, you know what, potatoes, regular potatoes are good as well, but just don't have too many of them because remember they are you know, high in starches which will then spike your blood sugar. So mm. if you're trying to make it easy for yourself to be feel full, satisfied, to enjoy your food as well, that's so important. It should not feel like an endurance test. Then, you know, it's really important that you um, include a combination of all of these things on your plate in the right um, amounts so that you're getting everything that you need. You've... Uh praised uh, chicken and fish. I noticed you haven't mentioned red meat at all. And, you know, people love the red meat. Uh, What do you say about portions there and including it? As rare as possible. So have it as infrequently as possible um, because... Unfortunately, it's high in you know saturated fats. It also increases um, our inflammation levels. So and as a as a regular element of your diet, I don't recommend it. Um, it's just something to have on the rare occasion, is how I would put it. Mm. So I know that we're lucky in this country that we have a lot of grass-fed animals, which is a huge bonus, um, and they are mostly ethically reared. We don't really have a lot of you know, factory-farmed um, red meat. Um, but still, at the same time, if you are looking to optimize your health, then you just need to include a lot more plant-based whole food options in your diet and um, some animal protein. Mm. So it would be much more uh, plant-based protein would be my recommendation. My God, you've given us plenty of food for thought today. And I I just uh, tell listeners you're going to be back with us on this day each week uh, during the month of January, covering different aspects of nutrition Mm -hmm. as well. Before we go, just to mention, I love the name, Menomorphosis. Yes, it's your new (laughs) seven-week programme for women in the menopause. When is that starting and how can uh, women get more information on that one? Yeah, so Menomorphosis is my brand new seven-week group coaching program. Um, It's on my website, which is menopausenutritionist.ie. And um, it is uh, starting next Wednesday, the 12th of January. You have to enroll before the 10th. Um, So to to get started, uh, I've run it back in October, Jerry. I had 12 amazing women on the program. They all got fantastic results. It's really geared towards um, helping women initially to lose weight, but it's all about transforming your midlife health. Mm. And we go into everything from gut health to heart health to detoxification, uh, how to form healthy habits, how to maintain healthy habits, how to create healthy habits that are lasting, all of that. So, um, and I'm still in touch with those women and they're all doing great. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited about it, I have to say, because we got such great results. Yes. So I yeah. would love, if anyone's interested, just get in touch with me. And uh, But that's the website, Menopause Nutritionist, and you'll see it there on the front page. Just click to um, enroll. Rachel, as usual, until next week, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Wish you well with the course and thank you sincerely. Thanks, Jerry. Have a great week. All right. All the best. Happy New Year, everyone. Many happy returns. Take care. That's the brilliant Rachel Graham on your late lunch.
John asks, what about Donegal catch? Would that be any good when it comes to fish? John is in Drogheda. Pop down to Kerwin's and get fresh fish. That's what you want. Not saying anything against the Donegal catch, but you can't beat the fresh fish from your local fishmonger. You just can't. I want to say that clearly. Uh, anyway, back to television tonight on BBC One, nine o'clock. God, I've been talking a lot about TV today. The Apprentice. Yeah, I'll have to put, press the record on that to watch Seamus on RT at half nine. The Apprentice with Lord Sugar tonight. An Irish interest. London Irish rugby player Connor Gilsnan from Mullingar is one of the 16. I love The Apprentice. I'll be glued for the next number of weeks watching it. It's great to have it to look forward to. Anyway, to look forward on late lunch, yes, more from the musical West Side Story After Three and a lovely story of kindness towards a family. It's beautiful, really. But on the way to news, weather and sport at three. I watched the Freddie Mercury film at Christmas. You think I'm a TV addict at this stage. Anyway, here they are, Queen and Magic. It's a kind of magic It's a kind of magic A kind of magic One dream, one soul one prize, one goal. Just got a message there to say that the Wellington Key area along the Boyne in Drogheda, centre of town there, is flooding badly. High tide, obviously, at the moment as well. If your car's in that area, could be in trouble. So if you're parked around Wellington Key and you're listening or you know anybody is, you should go and check your vehicle at this time. Joan, thanks so much for Joan Finnegan for the lovely note yesterday and the donation. She sent me a Christmas card but forgot the donation and sent it on to me. Thank you. It's on its way to the Kelly Centre shortly, Joan. Thanks for your kindness. Really do appreciate it. And look, you know January's a long month. How would a thousand euro sound to you into your bank account directly from us here in LMFM? All you have to do is follow us on Instagram and get your mates uh, to uh, get tag your mates, should I say, uh, through the month of January. Then share the post and you're in. That's it. Simple as that. You're in and you could be a thousand euro to the good. Best wishes with that one there. Now... I am featuring soundtracks from movies and musicals all this year and late lunch at this time. And we begin this first week of the new year, as you know, with West Side Story. Typical and topical at the moment. You know, it was a stage play, as I mentioned first, in the late 1950s. And it toured the USA extensively during 59 and into 60 before it closed on Broadway in December 1960. It also moved out across the world, especially to London's West End in late 58, and it ran there until June 61, staging over a thousand sellout performances. It was huge. The original movie in 61, as I said yesterday, was a smash hit and maintained West Side Story's presence to the forefront of people's minds for years. The play was revived in the UK in the mid-70s, but didn't show again in New York until 1980, 20 years after it had closed there. The 90s saw it contemporised. Do you like that word? Contemporised. Yes, made contemporary on Broadway, uh, with over a million people going to see it at that stage. Yes, West Side Story's appeal certainly endured. The most recent incarnation in 2020, however, didn't impress some critics and closed on March the 11th, 2020. Well, not because of attendances or anything, but due to COVID. And at the moment, there are no plans to reopen. It's been gone uh, since. Today on Late Lunch, I want to remind you of West Side Story with another big number from the West Side. I 
You just have to let it build, don't you, to the big crescendo there. See, we were only testing you to see where you're awake. <laughs> oh, they're awake out there, all right. Saying, hey, Jerry, you played that one yesterday. Anyway, there you have it today from West Side Story, the big tune, America. Oh, Jerry, says Mary and Avon this afternoon. I just love the show. It's our favourite. We saw it in 1978, just two years before we got married. We called our oldest girl, Maria, says Mary. And we went to see the one there just before Christmas. The Steven Spielberg, obviously, remake of the movie as well. Thanks, Mary. Lovely to hear from you this afternoon. And we conclude uh, West Side Story on Late Lunch tomorrow afternoon, round about this time. Final break of this Thursday coming up on the show. And the goodness of people. Yes, we've another story that brings it out next. Did you know that Old Castle staged its very own version of the RTE hit show SOS this year? Late last year and into this year, in fact. Yes, they did. And to tell us more about it, I'm joined by Tracy Hullsgrove from Old Castle. Hello, Tracy. Hi, Jerry. Well, there's no doubt that this story is just inspiring and you must feel so good the way the community came to support you? Oh, Jerry, I'm not often lost for words, um, as anyone who knows me would testify. Hmm. But this really has left me pretty speechless. It's been, oh, just amazing. Um, our community here have really come together in so, so many ways to to make an amazing project happen for our daughter who uh, is severely disabled. Yes, and your daughter is Fanula Lynch and she needs round-the-clock care and your home, your lovely cottage in Oldcastle uh, wasn't suitable. This young lady needs special care and as she grows now, it just wasn't suitable for her needs. And a side of money, a lot of money was needed, wasn't there, to put this uh, uh, oh, yeah, cottage I mean, right? Yeah, it had to do... I mean, as you said, Fanula does need... A lot of care. Um, she's a wheelchair user. She has scoliosis. She is partially peg-fed. So she has a lot of equipment which takes up space. And, you know, she has to be hoisted um, for moving around in and out of her bed and so on. So, yes, her care needs are, are quite high. And our house is an old wee cottage just outside Old Castle, which we adore, um, but isn't at all suitable for a wheelchair user. So we decided we we knew we had to do something to build on space and we started looking into what we would need and of course building regulations for wheelchair spaces are quite specific as they should be so you have to have you know doorways have to be a certain width you have to have a certain amount of turning space and all this kind of thing so that impacts on on what you can actually build so what we ended up having to build was um, a new bedroom for Fanula a new bathroom a bedroom for us adjacent to hers because as well as everything else, she has epilepsy, so we like to be next door to her at night. And then, um, uh, I suppose you call it like a den. I often say playroom, but she's 14. A den, a sensory room for her, yes. and a hall connecting it to our existing house. But that's actually quite a big lump of... My God, you, you doubled your space, really. When you yeah, talk about... Yeah, we really have. A cottage, you have doubled your space. And as I said, this is a, a big cost in a family like yours. Um, I know uh, that the man of the house uh, himself, you know, his earning potential was compromised in recent times. 
Yeah, Liam, my husband um, was involved in a collision in late 2017 mm. um, while he was cycling and it's left him with an acquired brain injury. Now, he is doing very well. He's very high functioning. But the problems that his brain injury causes him means he's no longer able to work. Yeah. And he was um, a a fit turner by trade, so mm. quite a specialised, yes. hands-on, very problem-solving kind of job. Mm. He used to work over in Gibstown. Um, a lot of people would know him from over there. And so he's no longer able to work. And I'm Fanula's carer, as well as being her mum. So I'm not working outside the home. So when you're presented with a big project that's going to cost thousands and thousands and thousands to do, and you're looking at it going, how are we going to pay for this? But listen, listen, the miracle of Christmas 2021, you were entitled to your grants, which you got, but that was still way short. And you're scratching your head, what, what can we do? But the people in the trades... They came to your aid, and is it done? Is the is the extension finished? Are you are you in? We're not in yet, Jerry, but we should be in by the end of this month. Um, we had the tiling done yesterday in in the new bathroom, and and the flooring is going down this weekend in the rest of the rooms. So then it's down to uh, hanging doors and putting up skirting boards and this kind of thing. And listen to me, like I I sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, we're at the finishing touches. Ah, oh, this is great. Say. Yeah. So then we can organise to actually get in there. Um, the biggest thing that happened most recently was that the Nula's new hoist was fitted. And I, I don't know any of your listeners who would have anything to do with um, people with physical disabilities may be familiar with a hoist. It's quite a big structure that yes. literally helps us lift her. I mean, she's getting bigger and we're getting older from place to place. So that went in. Um, so yes, we really are. We're very, very close now. We should mm. be in by the end of January, which will be just amazing. I, I'm so, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are. But the the real story here is the overwhelming kindness it, and generosity of people with their time, with their labour, with the materials, with everything like that. It all came to you. It it really did, and it is down to the amazing goodness of what... I'm not going to name everyone because I'll be here till New Year's Eve coming. There's so many people I could thank. But there's one person I really want to thank publicly and name, and he'll kill me for it. And that is Michael Heatherton, who anyone in the Old Castle and wider area will know well. He's a structural engineer and architect, um, just a lovely, lovely man. And we had engaged him to, you know, draw up the plans and get it through planning and so on and so on for us, which he did. And... We, I was chatting to him one day saying, look, you know, God, we've, we've applied for the grant, but mm, this is going to be, this is going to take us ages to pay for this. And he rang me about a week or so later. He said, you know that kind of conversation we had? And I said, yeah. And he says, well, I hope you don't mind, but I've made a few phone calls. And I said, oh, God, what have you done? And he said, look, there's a few lads locally who would like to help out. Like, you know, they'll give you a day's labor or, you know, be able to get your half price materials and I said god that'd be amazing fantastic like we couldn't thank them enough and then it just grew legs it Mm. just went crazy and we had people contacting us um a local decorating firm got in touch and said we'll paint it for you Mm. and I said oh fantastic and he said and you know and you just tell us what colors you want and another local firm um who do doors easy peasy doors they got in touch and they said we'd like to give you all your doors 
I mean, this is just... Ah, look. We know these people until a few months ago. And it's just, it's got to the stage. It really has been, you mentioned earlier, it's a bit like DIY SOS. Yeah. It really is. Oldcastle really has done a DIY SOS. Oh, they, so uh, many people have yeah. just yeah. given their time and... Everything that they've energy. given you. Yeah, and energy it's and everything. And amazing. It's a real... That's great. Look, I just I want to bring the story to the airwaves today to show people the goodness that is there. And look, I have to leave it there for today. I wish you well in your new abode and congratulations and thanks to everybody in the Old Castle area, especially Michael, who got involved and gave you all that support. And we wish Fanula, your husband and yourself all the very best. Thanks very much, Jerry. And Take thanks care. For me Not at all. You're now. very welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Lovely way to finish Thursday's show. Tomorrow, Fiona Gratzer from Unislim is with us on the show. Nikki Kyle is here to get us going in the garden. And David Sheehan picks up on the sport for the first time in 2022. Thank you for joining us today. Have a nice evening. Eddie's coming next with The Drive. We'll see you for the final show of the first week of the new year here on LMFM Radio tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dogging Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sendero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.